That's the secret, Jade. I'm always horny. That was the joke. I don't have anything else. Mm. Um, yeah, and hopefully I didn't miss it, because I clicked uh, the record button and then um, went back over to Discord and it said, there's a new recording device discovered. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, and then I heard I was wondering why... I can't on that. I, I was wondering why you just you just let me flounder like that what because that was would have been cruel if you could have actually heard me. Mm. Oh, we're, yeah. we're starting out great already. <laughs> yeah, like for some I don't know, for some um, reason today when I'm clicking when I click over to Audacity and then click like I can't hear Discord. That's weird. Uh, whatever. Yeah, pe- people, if they've been following um, the last couple of weeks, they already know we're going to talk Marvel movies and shit. Yeah, and shit. Yep. Language. Yep. Yep, yeah, the origins of the word shit from uh, the old Anglo-Saxon word, uh, shite? I don't know. I, I haven't <laughs> looked up, I haven't looked up where the word shit comes from. I mean, I think they're just the same word, except one has an E and one doesn't. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think fuck comes from the German ficken, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure the Germanic word existed first. Yeah, probably. Uh, um, welcome um, to our etymology podcast. Is that the right word? I think so. Yeah, I mean, th- this is going to make no sense to people when this comes out tomorrow, because they'll have forgotten that that whole conversation happened in the media box today, Saturday, yeah. the 12th of September. I mean, I I forgot about it, and I was in it, kind of. Mm. I mean, I, I, w- I was just typing bullshit anyway, so I wasn't adding to the conversation at all. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I knew a lot of the stuff Skitch was talking about because I've taken an English history class, so I know all about the French and stuff. But but yeah, whatever. Um, so I guess before we start <laughs> talking Marvel, uh, the only I mean the 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 quick topics I guess I played a game, um, Tony yeah. Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. So. So I made a jade in, in Tony Hawk, and I uh, fell on my face a lot and got some high scores by just spamming rail grind over and over to get the combo multiplier up. Hot. But otherwise... I, I, mean, I have uh, never played... Just... Um, <laughs> I, think, I think our connection uh, is not exactly game? perfect anymore. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I, it, it knew we started recording. I, I'm so getting like, yeah, yeah. It was fine when we started the call, and now it is um, breaking up like every three seconds. Mm. But I mean, it, it's not important that we can hear each other. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, I can hear you fine right now. Okay. Okay. Well, then. Um, I heard you say you made Jade in in Tony Hawk. Uh, yep. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and you fell and you did a lot of grinding. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You grinded on those rails. Yeah. Um. 
Yep. Sex joke. But I'm. T- but yeah, that that's all I really have to say about the game. I mean, it, it's. <laughs> it, it's a game that I played back on N64, and I wasn't good at it then either. So I guess it's nostalgic, but. Uh, yeah. Um. But I, yeah, so, I've so I played never that played and. One. Not even one. Yeah. yeah. Skate skateboarding it has never been my thing. Mm. At all. Yeah, I, yeah, because I, I never really skateboarded, but for some reason I was still into the craze at least a little bit in late nineties, early two thousands, when like fingerboards were a thing. Yeah. I mean, I watched Rocket mm. Power. <laughs> that's about but, it yeah so yeah so I played that and by next time I will also well by next time the Mario 3D collection will be out because that was announced recently um, yeah so that'll be out and I'll have played that and also I've got coming in the mail soon the Ghostbusters video game and Spongebob uh, the battle for Bikini Bottom both for Switch Oh yeah, I I uh I have that for PS2, but I have no idea where it is. Mm. So the the old version, obviously, yeah. but uh I'll I'll probably get that at some point because I can't play the PS2 version if I don't have the disc, right? Mm. <laughs> so um I'm I'm kind of interested to see if they change much at all, but I assume that they won't. Yeah, I didn't play the original, but that, I like that, SpongeBob, so hopefully I like it. Yeah. Especially classic SpongeBob, so. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I figure if it's a, a, like the, a third, bar, third party game based on a cartoon and they're taking the time to actually remake it, it must be at least somewhat good. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know they talked about adding uh, a boss that was, like, finished, but not in the actual original game, Mm. so, um, I know they made at least a few changes, and it's actually a really good game, I mean, it's, it's, you know, like a a collect-a-thon, like a 3D Mario game, or something like Mm. that, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun, and all the SpongeBob references are like over fifteen years old. So, okay, so so you get to ride a rock like the pioneers used to. I did not hear any of that. <laughs> uh, do do you get to um like ride on a rock like the pioneers used to back in the old? Oh no! Is Discord cutting out but my uh? My wonderful reference um, to. I think there might be. I I think there might be like a mini game where you, oh, like roll on a boulder. I don't remember. But other other than that, no, you don't get to drive okay. a rock or deliver pizza. Oh. It, it's it's mm. not like Spider Man Two, um, where you get to deliver yeah. pizza all you want. Oh well. Um, yeah. So aside from that, I also I read a book, 
which is weird because like I've been meaning to read a book of some sort for a while and I just never have the time or energy or concentration to you know, do it um, but yeah so I think last Who time we recorded fucking reads anymore yeah yeah but I think last time we recorded the book had arrived but I didn't mention it because I'd read like two pages and was kind of bored because it's um new Star Wars book. <laughs> um, so my thoughts two weeks ago were, why is it so hard for me to care about Star Wars anymore? Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's it's um, Thrawn Ascendancy Part 1 of 3. Uh, I guess probably the next two years he's going to do the next two parts of it. Because he finished the previous Thrawn trilogy. So now he's doing another mm-hmm. Thrawn trilogy that is even farther in the past. So it's like a prequel to the prequel. Um, but, I mean, if there's one thing Timothy Zahn can still do, it's make Thrawn a really interesting character to read. So, the first, like, chapter was boring, but then Thrawn showed up, and then it got interesting again. That's good. That's cool. Um, they should do like they did with the, the, the sequel trilogy and just hey, give mm. it to another writer who doesn't care about the original. Yeah, I mean, at least, like, it... Like, I don't know. Timothy Zahn, he invented a lot of characters for the Heir to the Empire trilogy. And, I mean, some of them kind of got absorbed, like Mara Jade got just absorbed into the expanded universe, for better or worse. Um, Thrawn, though, generally stayed as... If anybody writes Thrawn, it's Zahn. And he he does really good at that. Um, I mean, I think Ruby would hate this book, because it, it, it is... like. Like, Thrawn was an interesting villain in his first appearance, but he was still definitely a villain. And he's just become, like, more and more of an anti-hero. Because, I mean, it's like Zahn just, I think, just cares so much about this character that he he wants you to understand why he's doing stuff and not not make him as evil as he was. Um, so, like, in this book, he, he's very much, like, an anti-hero. Yeah kind of misunderstood will occasionally cross a line but finds reasons to justify it um i I will torture every rebel i see but i won't mm -hmm. bomb the fuck out of the civilians well no he's the type who would bomb the the fuck out of the civilians to make (laughs) the rebels you know do what he says because they wouldn't listen to reason Uh, but (laughs) but yeah like i think he literally does that in (laughs) rebels season four uh he's yeah yeah he's like you know threatening to bomb the the planet if they don't you know all surrender and then they don't come out and surrender and he's like okay first wave here it comes and they start blowing up buildings it's like you're gonna surrender now it 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 is nice i'm not doing this you're doing this (laughs) It, it is nice, at least, when the villains actually um, follow up on their threats. Because that doesn't mm. actually happen a lot in uh, media. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's... You know, he's the type who's, like, he's smart and, like, tactical enough that, you know... Like, if he tells you, you know, if he, like, makes a deal with you, he's probably not going to break it just out of spite, the way a lot of like Star Wars villains would do. Um, you know, like he's, I guess, honorable enough in that sense that like if he says he'll do something, he'll do it, but that also goes with the flip side. You know, if 
if he feels like he needs to use extreme means to to do what he you know he wants to get done then he'll he'll do it um, like he won't he won't stab you in the but, back he'll turn you yeah, around first uh, uh, yeah i mean this one it it's a prequel about back when he was in the chist ascendancy before he joined the empire because the the first thrawn trilogy in this new era was um <clears throat> about him you know joining like getting the empire to find him so that he could become an officer and then working his way up the ranks and then um i guess like the most interesting and surprising thing in this book though was that um it the in the second book of the the other trilogy thrawn uh, alliances i think it that one has like two plots going like one in the past one in the present where in the present it's thrawn and vader inviting this threat out in the the unknown regions and then in the past it's when thrawn met anakin in the clone wars so in this book because it's set in the past that flashback is actually happening in the present like there's a couple chapters where i would have to go back i think like word for word they like copy pasted the conversation that they had from that book into this book weird yeah it's like on the one hand i was reading i was like okay yeah i get it you can move on you can just summarize it i, <laughs> I read the other book but on the other end it's like well that was surprising i didn't ex I, i'd forgotten that happened in that book and um and that you're you're actually kind of feels like you were planning to have some of this stuff happen you know back two or three years ago when that book came out <laughs> yeah make it work yeah. but apparently it worked well so it doesn't matter yeah what? yeah so the book i mean it was a fun read um I, I can't really recommend it to people who aren't already fans especially with that whole you know referencing the past book thing you really need to read the first trilogy first before reading this one and i guess that means mm. reading any of this new trilogy that's coming out but i mean i don't even know who read who star wars books are written for anymore because like they threw out the old canon and and then people don't like the new canon and but they have to write the books in the new canon so it's like who, who's right. even, who are the diehards who are still diehard enough to read the books in this new universe <laughs> yeah i mean if they were if they were smart they would do like um comics do and have a have like a couple series of just unconnected stories so they could just let writers write yeah i mean they're going to be doing that soon kind of they're, they're doing the high republic which is like the old republic but in the new canon i guess so it, it's so far in the past that it's not connected to the movies at all except like young yoda shows up but i think he's the only familiar character in a actual baby yoda yeah no he, it's more like teenage yoda <laughs> i want to want to see yoda like 400 year old teenager yoda i want to see yoda with an emo haircut mm. i mean there's pictures he's oh. got a little bit more hair not not a lot but oh, yoda with a leather jacket hmm yeah. Yeah, it might happen. 
in, in one because there's a comic uh, there's going to be a comic series and there's going to be novels set in the high republic which is still a stupid fucking name but whatever i'm, I'm so disconnected from the new universe aside they, from they, the mandalorian they were just on so many drugs all the time yeah yeah yeah, uh, if they don't have death sticks in the High Republic, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> well, j- just get, um, just get someone to make all the death stick sellers uh, rethink their life. Mm. Do Do you think yeah, that's no, like they, Jedi? They need to have like Yoda break into a party of Jedi who are on on death sticks and make them go home and rethink their life. <laughs> Yeah, do, do you think that's Jedi protocol? Like that's what they teach. Like, like if if you if you see some guy and he's, you know, just kind of a a thug who doesn't really know any better. Yeah, uh, kind of a, a sleaze bag. Yeah. Oh no. Just just make him go home and think rethink his life. Like he he's not worth killing. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. No. Just just tell him to go home and think about like. How many drugs could you be selling if you went somewhere else? <laughs> Come on, look, get get a get a shitty fast food job, get a degree, and then you know improve your life. Mm. Go. Yeah, or just get better drugs <laughs> and, and get like a better approach instead of just you want to you want to buy some death sticks. Like no, that's no, you you got to really sell people on it. Have these soul crushers. I see you like, smoking your death sticks. Yeah. yeah. Enough smoking death sticks. Inject them directly into your eyes. Or, or do like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm actually not sure what the the way people take death sticks is. Like um, in the legacy do, do like, comics, they're like do like these little tubes of liquid. So I think you drink them. Yeah. Do, do like Game Grumps liquid. Jam it up your pee hole. I don't, I don't mm. think they can say that in the Star Wars thing, but that would be neat. I mean, that, that might be what happens with it, I guess. Because, like, <laughs> yeah, because the, the death sticks that Cade Skywalker took were, like, these little tubes of liquid. <laughs> and we only see him, like, given them, and then you see, like, the empty bottles when he's on them. But we didn't see where they went or how they got in him. <laughs> so, you could have been up the You just see, see them remove their pants, like, through the crack in the door. <laughs> and then everyone just assumes they're like masturbating to Ewok porn or something. Oh god, no. That's that's terrible. <laughs> it's like what are you, what are you supposed to think when you see someone taking their pants off? Um <laughs> um man, they really had to shit. Um should we move on to Marvel? No. Yeah. No. I mean, we should keep going with this. With this. Uh, let Let's have a topic. deep discussion on Ewok porn. I mean. Okay. <laughs> make her go. I haven't seen any really amazing Ewok porn, which is surprising because there's a lot of porn out there, but yeah. no Ewok stuff really coming to mind. Um. They they really surprise you with how big their logs are. Mm. Um, they've really yeah got, they do pound with their logs. Yeah, they 
they're really good at throwing their stones around and you know mm. um, building long shafts mm. I don't know <laughs> yeah all I can think of is a tauntaun joke of you thought they smelled bad on the outside <laughs> Oh no. Um yeah, let's move on to Marvel. Or mm-hmm. or um I guess I could or talk about Tony Stark's Christmas adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Iron Man saves Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, save the president and by extension all of Christmas. You, you remember that time in the MCU when the fucking president got kidnapped and was about to get incinerated and it and never gets nobody brought responded. up again? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, apparently S.H.I.E.L.D. being part Hydra meant that they didn't want to respond to the president getting kidnapped and threatened on live television. There's a lot of things that don't make sense um, around Phase 2 time. Um, yeah. And, yeah... How is it that the president getting kidnapped never came up in the Winter Soldier? Because it, it seems like that would be like, you know, like top story news. Like yeah, right they behind. would use that as like an example of why they need. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, why they need the fucking like helicarriers. Why we need all this extra security and the helicarriers and shit because the president got kidnapped by terrorists like a year ago. <laughs> Yeah, like it, uh, it. It gets. I mean, I guess you're not supposed to connect those dots. They're, they're like seven and ten, but. But at the same time, they knew people were connect. Like after Avengers one, they knew people were going to ask, "Why aren't the Avengers coming together to do this?" And like, like in yeah. Thor: The Dark World, they have that whole scene of like, "Hey, why don't we call the Avengers?" Like, no, they're busy. And I think like Ant Man, they had like the same yeah. thing. They're like, hey, we should call the Avengers. It's like, no, this this is too sensitive for the Avengers to deal with. That that's really interesting in Throw the Dark World because the entire universe is fucking at stake, <laughs> and they know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all, oh, like I'm not even sure how that's supposed to work with the cosmology they establish later. That it's just like these nine realms, I guess, have portals that happen to appear and align. Yeah, but they're also apparently like just separate points in space and not actually yeah. separate dimensions. Apparently, yeah, so it's that, like the so nine gets kind of weird. Like the nine realms, I guess, are nine planets that are all important to Asgard, and so somehow they they all have these like interlinked portals, and I guess that's <clears> what <throat> the world tree is. Is this, like, cosmic chain yeah, connecting I, these nine planets together? Yeah, it's... While all the other planets I just guess, exist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the ones that aren't blessed by Asgard's graces are just there. Yeah. I get That's for the Nova Corps to figure out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, because I remember like coming out of theaters oh, yeah. after Guardians of the Galaxy 1 came out, and it's like... Wow, I don't care about anything on Earth anymore. I want to see what's going on out in space. And then our next trip is back Fuck to yeah. Avengers, and say, like, "Oh, they're fighting Hydra. Cool. Okay." Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is like a better Star Wars sequel, basically. <laughs> it, it just, mm. I mean, even even Thor: The Dark World. I mean, the the any the enemies were basically stormtroopers who can aim. Yeah. I mean, they they got the white mask and everything. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, but, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy was just, it's, like, yeah, it's on a different scale, but, like, everything they show is interesting. Like, mm. mining out um, an ancient being's head for resources. Yeah. Like, that's... I mean, yeah, like, like you said, like you you go from that to oh, Shield is actually Hydra somehow. Yeah, well, because we'd got we had Winter Soldier first with you know the the Shield and Hydra thing, and it's like that was you know that was a cool action movie. Um, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like wow, look these fun characters and all these places and species and things. It's like there's this whole universe to explore. And then we're back on Earth in Avengers and saying, hey, remember these guys? Yeah, they're, they're off, you know, punching Nazis somewhere in Europe now. And uh, and then Tony makes a yeah. robot. And he's threatening this one planet, but we know there's like a million other you know, amazing planets out there besides Earth. So like, it felt like it took a few movies yeah, before I like, really cared about Earth again after Guardians. Well, yeah, because none of the... Except... Except for Winter Soldier, which isn't really interesting because Shield is Hydra. It's interesting because Captain America. Yeah. Um, like, because I mean, Iron Man three and Thor two are not good. Mm. Um, <laughs> sorry yeah. if that's a new revelation to anybody. Um, but yeah, unlike okay, those phase two aren't one, good. They really and and then no, no Iron Man. 3 has a lot of like I Iron Man 3 was the first movie after Avengers came out and you can tell that they were trying to do that but just were not nearly as good at it mm. as Joss Whedon because yeah. um, like the, they, they tried a lot harder to do humor during action and it was just like Okay, the president's tied up over there and Pepper is on fire. Um, maybe mm. cut it out with the jokes for like five seconds. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I did appreciate that at least, you know, the shirtless muscle scene got to be a lady in that one. Because in almost every, like every other time they do it, it's a guy. It's like they want to show off how buff, like, Paul Rudd is. Yeah. Even though Ant-Man didn't need to be buff, they made him buff. Like- <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if it's, like, Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth. It, like, like they, you know, they're... Yeah, but... I mean, Paul yeah. Rudd... Even even kind of Chris Pratt and... Yeah, and, like, Chris Pratt... Like, yeah, he worked out, yeah. but... Star-Lord doesn't need to be ripped. <laughs> you know, he, he's, like, yeah, kind of like a dork he, and he shoots a, guns. He, he doesn't punch things. He's not a warrior, he's a rogue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, uh... But... But yeah, but yeah they, they like, let Pepper be ripped. So. Other than Iron Man 2, they, they really don't... It, it seems like they're trying to avoid the comic um, trope of just putting female hero, heroes in, like, terribly sexy yeah. clothes for no reason. Yeah. Which is probably a good idea, but... 
Um, yeah, I mean... Because, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, but like, it, it, at a certain point, it starts to feel like it's like women aren't allowed to be sexy. Like, the men can be, but the women... If women do it, it's uh, it's pandering. But if men do it, it's like, oh, that's that's acceptable. Yeah. At least when they, like, vehemently avoid it. But, I, but yeah, I'd forgotten Iron Man 3 yeah. did have Pepper, so... Who, unfortunately, didn't get to keep her superpowers yeah. after. It's like, she had superpowers for a couple scenes, and then they're like, oh, no, she, she's overwhelmed by it. But, you yeah. know, Chinese doctor guy with the magic cure to her fire-itis and uh, Tony's heart. And just fixed them both. Yeah, just write that off. It's, it's like the Chitauri all falling at the end of Avengers. It's like, we don't have time yeah. for this. Just fix it. Oh, screw yeah, it. except that this was like F. Well, I guess the Pepper was in this one movie, but the Tony's heart thing, that's after like four movies of him having this heart condition. And then they're yeah. like, yeah, it's fixed now. Yeah. And. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't want to get into continuity issues this early, but I mean. It's like, oh, all his suits are mm. gone. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's. Like, you thematically, know, then, you know, he blows up his suits to be, like, a symbolic gesture. And then he has them all back in Avengers yeah. 2. But Pepper's gone, and, like, yeah. the... I mean, well, he, he, like, that's kind of his spiraling down. This thing. He thought he was making a grand gesture, and then he had, like, a relapse and went back into being Iron Man again. Yeah. Like, it... it and it it's... Also, with with Shield having another carrier, mm. like like Fury says, he pulled it out of a out of a moth. Like he he got a mothballed carrier and oh, like yeah, found yeah, people the, to staff the it. Avengers one, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I don't I don't know. It it still like seemingly comes out of nowhere. Like, how did he mm. find all those people that quick? Like, I, I know he. He's got resources. He knows where they are, but like, how did he get them all rounded up so mm. quick? You know. Yeah, I, like I, I don't know, I don't especially know. where they made a point the of world, destroying. By the way, yeah, like, they made a point of shutting down Shield, and then a couple of years later, he's after living, yeah, you know, and, like on the run, he's still able to get all those Shield agents back together. Yeah, and I mean, like, obviously, Maria Hill would would still have been in contact with him mm. but like everybody else uh, apparently was still just ready to leave whatever lives they were they were leading and uh you know jump on a helicarrier and go up to a floating planet with a mm. murderous robot yeah but they didn't have colson and his agents of shield just... in there because they don't exist how did that work <laughs> like when when it when it when it comes out that Oh, it's technically a different. I think they decanonized it because they had no intention of bringing it into canon, even though the show acted like it was in canon. Like the movies never acted like it was in canon. Yeah. Which is for the best because Coulson should stay dead. I mean, don't. Don't bring back characters that you've killed on screen. Don't make it like actual comics. Yeah, like he he was a nice element. Um, we didn't uh, actually like a, of the universe as a character, but I mean, yeah, the 
like the way and the reason he died it's probably better to leave him dead yeah because <clears throat> I mean other other than maybe the Hulk like everybody knew him right um, yeah 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 because yeah because he was in Iron Man well, 2 so he'd met uh Tony and they already knew Black Widow and yeah. Hawkeye and met yeah. Thor in Thor and then was geeking out at Cap yeah. when Cap got out of the, the, the freeze but, yeah yeah Captain America was just like oh this guy yeah. it's like oh the, the adult I mean, fanboy he did just meet him but yeah that that creepy guy yeah. The guy who had all these cards um, and pictures of me that he kept in his locker. So, do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to tell me how bad Iron Man three is? Um. Okay. Yeah. So Iron Man three. Like, I remember when I saw it in theaters, and I was disappointed in the Mandarin thing, in part because I grew up watching the Iron Man cartoon, where Mandarin was like his arch nemesis. So I've been waiting for Mandarin since Iron Man one, and then they just kind of shit all over that. Then, um, and also with like the trailers of the movie, you know, if you watch like the trailers to it, they, they like set up like, a way they could do the Mandarin where he would be like a powerful and threatening enemy, but not, you know, a Chinese stereotype, which is, you know, what they were trying to avoid. Um, like, like they had a way to do it, but then, like, I don't know, they just, they, they thought they were being like so clever by, uh, uh, having that twist in there, that twist that doesn't even work. I, mean, I I wrote down some stuff, but also it seems like whenever I click anything other than Discord, I can't hear you talking, and I'm not sure if you can hear me talking. So I'm going to click on my notes, and hopefully it doesn't fuck everything up. Yeah, I because I'm hearing you. I'm just letting you go because okay. like my thoughts on Iron Man three. Well, are I haven't clicked just, on it yet. Wow, that's pretty dumb. Mm. And that—that's about it. <laughs> yeah, like most of the most of the decisions they made were dumb. Other other than like Tony being affected by going into space, that was mm. pretty much the only good idea. And they kind of just solve it. Mm. You know. Yeah, and I'm still not sure how to feel about his like whole PTSD panic attack thing. It's like. I don't know. The the way that it plays out just feels weird. Like, I don't know. I, I, I've had it's panic attacks. It's a good idea executed I'm not poorly. sure if that's really an accurate portrayal, the way he does it. Um, I mean, I guess from an outsider perspective, yeah, I, that's how it looks, but it doesn't seem like he was like, like there, really. I don't really know enough to, about it to say whether it's accurate or not. Um, like, they just... It just doesn't seem like they really commit to it. Like, after the... In the in the second half of the movie, like... Mm. You know, because, like, yeah. the, the, the first half... Like, w once he gets back into a suit, like, it, it's over, basically. Mm. Like... Like once once the actual villains are found out, like his, and uh, and honestly, a lot of Marvel movies do this where they've got kind of an internal conflict, and then 
the villains reveal themselves and then it's all external like it mm. whatever character issues were going on don't really matter anymore because there's a you know big climax to check yeah. off check off the list basically yeah okay so what i'm seeing on my notes yes yeah, so, uh, uh, the the mandarin like the whole cover story thing it's just it's so elaborate with like the anecdotes and stuff that it feels almost like it was like a last minute idea to throw the twist in because it's like like i'm just trying to picture okay so if we're going with the idea that the the twist was intentional and i know like they had like the one line like you'll never see me coming and it's like okay yeah they're trying to tease that he's not really the the villain um but, but just like yeah. some of the stories, like okay, so um, the guy happened to one of the one of the guys that give the extremists to happened to blow up at a military base. So they have the Mandarin go on camera talking to everyone about a story about the Cherokee Braves and how they uh, were away from camp and American soldiers came in and slaughtered their families. And it's you know supposed to be like this is a metaphor for what I just did to your military base, um, which okay so I guess so because it's a cover up because the guy just accidentally blew up at a base. So what did they dig through their history textbooks to find like a fitting anecdote to say, uh, hey let's find something about like people getting attacked at home so we can make them feel scared so that they don't think about how this was just a big accident. Um, and like like they kind of do it again on like the second explosion like the the fortune cookie thing was because of the um oh god the, uh, Groman's Chinese theater accidentally blew up because the guy was there and happy provoked him and he exploded um but and that one I guess yeah they just they came up with this I don't know if but. it's true anecdote about um fortune cookies being an american invention um yeah. which i mean i know you said you hate yeah, that line i kind of love it actually Chinese. it's just so cynical um <laughs> you know they're uh, they're an I, american invention because they're hollow I, I, full of lies i hate it because leave i have a bad taste in the mouth <laughs> i i hate it because i know somebody wrote it and was very proud of themselves and they shouldn't be mm. yeah y you know like I mean, yeah, I guess it is a little like, bit. Like, okay, I, I get it. Yeah. I, I just... I mean, like, I, I never really thought about the additional like, layer of, okay, like, yeah, this like, is fake, also the Mandarin is fake. Yeah. I, I got onto that the first time he said it, and I actually cursed at my screen. Mm. <laughs> like, I actually was like, fuck yeah. off. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> that, that was... That, that was probably the most feeling I had watching Iron Man 3. I mean, the thing that might be interesting if they go back to it when Eternals comes out. Because um, it, it's a thing that I noticed, I think, on either the... If it wasn't the first viewing, it was like, like the first year or so after I'd seen Iron Man 3. Because um, I was reading this comic called Earth X. And there's a, a thing in there where... Uh, because they're trying to make like all Marvel comics really fit into one continuity with like all their weird you know 
origin stories that seem like they should be separate universes. Um, the, there's a, an element in that comic mm-hmm. where they say that the Celestials made all life on Earth, um, that they made like the Eternals and the Deviants, and then humans were like the third or fourth generation of beings they created on Earth. And the, the Earth ends up... It turns out that the Earth is like a, a giant egg with a baby celestial inside it. And um, the humans are created to be like an antibody to protect the Earth. So all humans are born with a celestial seed in their brains, which if it hatches, I guess, uh, gives them superpowers. And that's why like when people are exposed to radiation, it makes the seed... Um, ignite and give them superpowers and then like when mutants started happening it was just like oh. their seeds just started ha- happening spontaneously so they just suddenly had like everybody is born with a thing that could give them superpowers and through these various methods that people got superpowers from it was actually making their internal genetic thing just trigger um, I bring that up because in Iron Man 3 they say that like they do like a zoom in on like a big hologram of a brain and say we found this little slot here and uh, when we put extremis in it, it gives you superpowers so I wonder if they'll go back to that idea in Eternals to say that yes everybody was created by the Celestials and they all have the capacity to have superpowers and that's what the slot in the brain is for um, like that, that's where the superpowers get put I don't. I get it, but I have no idea how that would fit in mm. with the rest of the world. I mean, it completely recontextualizes everything. They also fit in Asgard. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, like, that's how Wanda would have gotten I, her powers. I mean, the, the like, exposure to the Infinity Stone triggered the slot thing and gave her powers. Same for Captain Marvel. She, you know, got hit by the Tesseract and it triggered her brain slot thing and gave her superpowers. With Bruce Banner it was gamma yeah. radiation. But. but I I don't know. That's mm. that's a lot. <laughs> that, that just I mean we we saw how good they are I, about I mean, following I, up like, on you, things you can you know from phase one, so they probably have already forgotten they put that plot bit in there, but Yeah. Like Iron Man three especially, because like every Every new character from that is was immediately yeah. forgotten about. Yeah, um, including the president. Well, and then also when Shang Chi comes out, we're getting um, a new Mandarin, so we'll see if he has anything to say about the old Mandarin. Yeah, that that that's kind of a weird situation, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> like, oh, you you did this fake version of a real character, now you're doing a real version of. Yeah, like there's a short. The, 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 mm. You're doing a real version of the character. Yeah, like th- there was a short on, I think the Thor: The Dark World Blu-ray, where um, it's you know, Trevor Slattery, the fake Mandarin, in prison, and um, he gets busted out by a guy who says he's an agent of the real Mandarin, and that the real Mandarin wants to talk to him, because they knew fans were pissed about what they did with the Mandarin in that movie so they they made that short and they're like don't worry there's a real one out there and then we just had to wait like 
what, years <laughs> but Ki- before they But Killian said he was the real Mandarin. Yeah, but he's a dumbass. <laughs> that that, yeah. that line is just the worst. Like, it's like it's like they knew people would be mad about the Mandarin being fake, so he's like, I was the real Mandarin all yeah, along. Yeah, this guy with tattoos was the real Mandarin. Yeah. Guy who's yet another yeah. slimy businessman who got I, pissed off at Tony Stark because Tony was a jerk to him. Yeah, he, he's just syndrome how, from Incredibles. How many MCU villains are... How, how many MCU villains are just uh, pissed off businessmen? Because that... It, it seems like, like about any character whose origin is a science thing has a pissed off businessman in their yeah their pantheon of villains. It's like every every Iron Man villain, yeah, um, the one from yeah. Ant Man, at, at least. Yeah, and like Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, when we get to that one, it's weird. Like it has villains, but almost doesn't. There's like one guy who's an irredeemable jerk, but the rest of them are just. Like they make him so sympathetic that there's not not as much of an antagonist there. Yeah, I. But yeah, in Spider Man, I actually I actually kind of want to get uh, there because that... two pissed off, well one one pissed off business person and one like entrepreneur right. who got his yeah. livelihood taken away. The 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 vulture is a little a little different because he's not like a millionaire who's just hungry yeah. for more. He's just like. Well, he's not exactly middle class. I mean, have mm. you seen the house? But, yeah, I mean, those houses um, are based on, like, 80s logic of, yeah. like, yeah, everybody's got a really nice house in the city suburbs. Yeah. But, like, I mean, you, you've you you've got a house that's, like, 90% glass. I mean, you make yeah. money. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he, he's a professional um, criminal. Yeah. Um, where were uh, we? F- fucking Man. Um, Iron Man three. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, any, anything uh, else? Um, okay. The we the note I had for Eldridge Killian was why the fuck is he so into Pepper? Because it's like he kind of flirts with her when he's first showing her like the big brain thing, but then all through the final fight, he's just talking to Tony. It's like you don't deserve her. You, you didn't treat her well enough. Um. So, yeah. I don't know. Every taunt he yeah, throws it's in is like, about It's like they pepper. thought they set up. Yeah. It's, it's like they thought that um, he met her like in in the the intro, like in nineteen ninety nine, but they they just didn't actually film her there. Yeah, no, he met <laughs> so the other the doctor. Session kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I, I guess it was supposed to be like, oh, this is Tony's. I want yeah. that. But it, it seems like a lot more than that. Um, yeah. Near, near to the end. Yeah, yeah. Because he just he keeps bringing it up. Also, have, having having Pepper fucking kill him does not like erase the fact that they just they just took her out of three quarters of the mm. movie. Yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, it was cool, but also, um, I'd rather see her through more of the movie than just have her 
kill the villain yeah, well, out of Yeah, well, Tony hangs out in Tennessee with a kid. Yeah. A kid who is replaced by Spider-Man very quickly. Mm. Yeah, no, he, he did not want to like, get attached to that it, kid like, at all. Oh, no. He, he actually got out of there very yeah, eloquently. Okay. By basically saying, Aw, yeah. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then... And then fixing up his little shed workshop. Yeah, when he wasn't there to see it. Uh, Just, hey, you came I, home, hey. I hope Tony that, was here, and he left. I hope that kid... Yeah, that's the equivalent of him sending the Iron Man suit to talk to Peter in Homecoming. Yeah. I yeah. mean... Like, it's even less than that because he doesn't yeah. actually talk to him. It's like... Oh, I guess I owe that kid something. Okay, I'll give him something. I mean, that kid did save my life twice, so, you know. Yeah. I will give it to the kid, though. He was a he was a pretty good actor for a child. Mm. I mean, you know, there's no Jake Lloyd. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like even the script was very aware that that kind of, like, child role could get annoying very fast. So they have Tony, like, not react the way you'd expect. You know, as, you know, the kid gives him his sob story about how his yeah. dad walked out on him and saying, well, dad's leave, that happens. Anyway, uh, let's talk about my shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I, yeah, he's, he's, Tony's an outright bastard to the kid, but. Yeah, and I the mean, kid just, he's like, yeah, I get I it. I guess okay. that's just who he is. He's a bastard to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, he, he seems worse to the kid than he does to most adults, which is Yeah, I mean, maybe weird. that's his own daddy issues playing out. But, you know, he sees this kid yeah, trying to be, like, a son to him, and he's like, no, no, I never had this, and you can't have it either. And then with Peter, it's like he, <laughs> you know, segued into uh, it more naturally. And also, he, he decided to bring him in as, like, hey, yeah, this kid has I, cool powers. And then it's like, oh, he's a kid. Oh, shit. I got in over... He's in over his head now. He just got beat up by Captain America. Right. And then he just feels bad after that. I can't wait to watch Civil War again. Mm. Yeah, that'll be in the next batch for uh, the next episode. I. Yeah, that, that's the yep. first one, right? Yeah, Civil War, Doctor Strange. First one to phase three. Is it like the second? Uh, it, yeah, because Ant Man is part of phase two. Civil War is the first of phase three. Cool. Because I, I really mm. want to watch it. <laughs> because I. It's one yeah. of the best. Even if. Uh, it gets yeah, kind I mean, of weird mm. with some of yeah. the logic. But anyway, that, that's not important. Sometimes you can just throw logic out and have a fun airport fight. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I was just checking. It looks like the only other note I have on Iron Man 3 is just, you know, the whole Mandarin being unbelievable thing. Like, I'm wondering what happened in that scene where... So, on camera, he's threatening to shoot the Roxxon Oil guy uh, if the president doesn't call. And the president <coughs> calls, and then, like, obviously the movie cuts away. You hear a gunshot, but you don't see the guy getting shot. But I guess on the camera it must have cut away too, because later when they're talking 
to Trevor. He's like, oh, they don't give me loaded guns. Uh, they, they don't trust me with those. So it's like... So I guess he didn't really yeah, blow that, that guy's brains out on the floor of makes that no room. Sense. And, but, but also, like, yeah, in earlier like videos of him, I'm like walking away from a firing squad as they're shooting people. So, like, were all those deaths fake? Did they actually murder people for this whole cover-up thing? Um, like, I, I'm, I'm not sure what, like, what actually happened there. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, if, if the camera didn't cut away, like, what, what happened yeah. there? And if, if the camera then did cut away. why didn't everybody leap on that, like, or, oh, he didn't actually shoot him? Yeah, like wh- why would it? Why would a terrorist who's making this grand statement like not actually? Yeah, n- do not it show on the person like that. dying. Yeah, he's purposely being dramatic. Like, <laughs> why would he not like show that he means business yeah. on camera? It yeah. makes no sense, either way. Yeah. yeah, like this guy, he's like blown up multiple places. But, but, he's not going to be afraid of like. Oh, maybe people will get you know, grossed out if blow this guy's brains out on camera. Yeah. I, I like. Oh, that'll cause too much. Yeah, no, panic. that's the no, point. Fuck that. They don't care. <laughs> that's the point. Um, yeah. That, yeah, that's Superman three. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's about. It. Oh, and and Tony apparently like being a fucking tech ninja. Mm. Um, just. Like I, I know that they they show him with like martial arts mm. training equipment at the beginning of the movie, but a- apparently now he's mm. a like a rock solid fighter who can just. I I mean it's not completely out of character. It's just kind of weird that he has so much confidence um, outside of his suit to to just you know take on. Mm rooms full of people with guns yeah i mean that does remind me that like that that seems like the opposite mm. of yeah i was gonna say it does yeah. remind me I, I did have one more note and that's that like at the end of the movie it seems like they have a thesis statement of like tony stark is iron man even without the iron man suit because it's like you no, know, it's like i am iron man it's me the person but in all of his other appearances, I never really felt like he was so reliant on the suit that it wasn't Tony doing all the work. So it just, it feels like a completely unnecessary point they're trying to make. Like, hey, look, if we take yeah. the suit away, he's still Iron Man. It's like, yeah, he that that's all these movies were about Tony first, Iron Man second. Um, yeah, like, the I what they were going for was that like he uses his suit or yeah. all his suits as a coping mechanism but the the point was never that the the point was never that you know the suit makes iron man like that the the point was that even mm. with the suit he is not okay um not that yeah like i i don't i don't know like it it just doesn't seem like they hit yeah they were, like they were trying for. to prove a point but it was a point that had already been proven yeah um, but yeah so. like it like in in iron man one he 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 doesn't he doesn't win the fight against jeff bridges um 
because he's Iron Man, he wins because he trusts Pepper to fucking destroy the arc reactor or whatever happened at the yeah, end. Yeah, right? well, yeah, like he iced up his suit and then he had to <laughs> um, have like he's, he had to take like the helmet part off so he'd be exposed and then they blow up the reactor and stuff. But it, it was his knowledge of how the suit works that yeah. let him destroy Jeff Bridges in his suit. It wasn't um, him having a very powerful suit that right. he built. And even, like, you know, fighting uh, Whiplash, it was because him and War Machine had had that one fight and found out if you shoot a laser at a laser, it makes a big boom. Like, that's how they beat Whiplash. Like, hey, remember that big boom we made? Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, so Thor of the Dark World. I wrote down two notes. Um, it's, uh, one, Odin is more of a dick in this movie. And uh, two, Frigga's stunt double uh, spins like Darth Sidious. Yeah. Because <laughs> she does that kind of move where she's like twirling around yeah. in a dress with like daggers and stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's like Sidious' yeah. stunt double in Revenge but, of Sith. That's true. I, <laughs> I did not put that together, honestly. But yeah, I that is entirely true. Um and I spaced out for the rest of the movie, I but really I've don't seen like it enough times. So I, I do remember it. I really don't like Thor the Dark World at all. Mm. Well, I, I shouldn't say at all. There's parts I like. Darcy is at least funny this time instead of annoying. Like, she, mm. she's she got some funny lines. Yeah, she's um, got her own intern. He threw the keys through the board. Yeah. <laughs> the, the least important character in a Marvel movie. Um... But yeah. yeah, imagine imagine that being being the intern to an intern of the love interest of the main character. <laughs> yeah, who then becomes the love oh. interest of the intern? <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's just how shit be sometimes. Yeah. Um. And Eric Selvig got yeah, to be just pants uh, on head it, crazy. Yeah, I didn't really like that because he he was actually pretty cool in Thor one. Mm. And yeah, it's like they the didn't know what to do with him. So like, uh, he's just—he's still crazy after the Loki thing. Yeah, which is weird because nobody else who was mind controlled by Loki um, went super crazy. So, or at least Hawkeye didn't, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get between Iron Man three and that, yeah, it kind of feels like after Avengers, it's like they wanted to show that people were affected by the Battle of New York, but they didn't know how. So they're like, okay, so Tony's got PTSD. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what that looks like. I guess he just freaks out and has to get some air sometimes. And uh, Eric Selvig <laughs> is a crackpot conspiracy theorist who has accidentally correctly theorized that there are like multiple universe is coalescing or something yeah yeah see the, the the weird thing about that is that he's entirely right just for some reason he has to get naked yeah at stonehenge yeah um, and steal yeah, uh stanley's shoes like i mean Dude. he <laughs> it, it it's weird like because he i mean this guy was like it, it's apparently worldwide known that this guy was like part of the 
Battle of, of New York, mm. and like, and he's a respected scientist. So if he wants to study Stonehenge, like people will let him study Stonehenge, but for some reason, the they had to make him crazy and naked mm. just to like set up that he's not all right. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, you I mean, know? I guess the buff Thor like, scene it, wasn't enough. We need a, an Eric Selvig in the buff scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah um, the best dad bod in the MCU mm. uh, oh yeah Thor the Dark World is just boring like it, it's outside of any time Thor and Loki talk to each other mm. and like those three lines from Darcy that I thought were funny um, it just feels like there's nothing going on, even if things are going on, and and I mean, tell me if you don't agree with this, but Malekith is just the worst character in the MCU, right? I mean, worst character. I feel like I would really have to dig through a lot of names, but he's definitely a standout for a character who has nothing like, going on. Like, yeah, like the worst important characters to to their own movie like yeah yeah to their own movie yeah yeah he's cuz like they try to set up like he's got he's this got ancient nothing. grudge but the, it doesn't really show cuz especially cuz the you know like everything with Odin is really more about like his relationship to Loki and how that's like strained um yeah so it's like Odin doesn't give a shit about whatever beef Malekith has with the Asgardians. It's like Malekith's whole yeah, it's relation to any of the characters is he killed their mom. And that's like their motivation for hunting him down. Yeah. Yeah, that that's literally it. He has no connection to any other character like even even Odin cuz it was it was Odin's dad that fought him in the, yeah. the first war. Yeah. So it's not like, or or his grandpa grandfather. Yeah, it I, I doesn't don't matter. remember exactly, but he's he's an ancient guy. <laughs> he really he hates doesn't. the Asgardians, and he killed their moms, so they're gonna go beat his ass. Yeah. And like he he has like three lines with Thor at, at, at the climax of the movie, mm. and they're just very basic. Yeah. Comic yeah like book, I'm going to have all the power now. Things to say. You can't stop me. Yeah. He's got like no personality, yeah. like, and they it's, they make like a big point to the fact that he had not good. Yeah, they like because in the comics he's got a half white face and a half black face, so they make a whole point of like, oh, he's like a white faced elf, and then oh no, he gets hit with lightning, and now half his face is scarred. But nobody cares because nobody knows this character. Like unless you read <laughs> Thor comics, you don't even know who Malekith the Accursed is. So who cares that he now looks like his comic book half faced self? And- the the environments are so dark in the movie that I I completely forgot that he changed. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm I'm being completely honest. I, I forgot that he starts with yeah. With the I mean full I, I face. I, and it's then... one of the scenes that I happened to look up and notice while the movie was playing. It's like oh yeah yeah Thor shocked half his face and it's like yeah. they were trying to do the two face thing from the Dark Knight, but 
Like that, because people know who Two-Face is, it's more dramatic when, like, Harvey Dent, okay, he's got gasoline on half his face, and he catches fire, and it's like, this is where Two-Face comes from. <laughs> but when Malekith's face goes from face to Dent split faces, he doesn't get a split personality from it. Or even, like, any character development from it. It's just, oh no, my face is burned and, now. This sucks. Yeah, and, and Harvey Dent is an actual character yeah. who has motives. Yeah. And you want yeah, him to yeah. I mean, like him, him getting his face villain. half burned. Not, yeah, it's it, it's it's tragic because he he's in the Dark Knight. It's tragic because he's like the only guy who can do what Batman is trying to do legitimately. Yeah. In the Dark World, it's like, oh, he was a villain, and now he's still the villain. Yeah, he just looks different. Yeah, yeah. It has no dramatic weight to it. And if if he it. If he acts different at all, I can't tell because I can't tell you what he acted like in the first place, other than like stock comic book. Yeah, book villain. I don't know why I can't say comic book villain. Yeah, I mean, I guess if there is a personality shift, it's from villain who is angry but reserved about it to villain who is just angry. Like he's a little bit less calm. Yeah, after, I... but not a, a super noticeable amount. Yeah, I, or at least I, a little less smug. I honestly, he was a little, I think, a I little bit more smug before he got his face burned, and after that, he's just pissed. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Because so. I, I mean, he really didn't fight yeah, anybody no, he's directly. Like, you know, walking around, he's got like curse. His like bodyguard guy with him is like, yeah, just this guy. I'll just do all my my work for me. Yeah. I mean, I I don't have that much else to say, but, like. Yeah, it's boring. It, it's just uh, not Winter Soldier. a very interesting movie. Mm. Winter mm. Soldier is a very interesting movie. Yeah, I mean, I remember... I really like, like Winter Soldier. I think the first time I saw Winter Soldier, I didn't like it that much it, because the trailers made me think it was going to be like a Metal Gear movie. And it's not, but it is a very good action movie. <laughs> It is. It it it's Winter Soldier is like the the perfect version of like a modern action mm. movie. Yeah. I would say. Just because like you you've got a good like you, you a lot of modern action movies the hero is very bland. Captain America is mm. kind of that on purpose. But also he isn't I don't know. I have a lot of ideas, and I, I can't really express them right, which is yeah. I mean, sad like Captain America, podcast, you know, like anyway. they really get into um, you know, like he is an ideal hero character to the point that you know, like, yeah. like they call him America, but he if America doesn't stand for the values that Captain embodies, then he's not going to stand by them. Like he will fight back against. You know, if he sees, oh, there's this you know, secret fascist organization that's been running the group that I run. Well, I guess we need to shut down the organization now. doesn't matter that, you know, I worked with them. They're, they're corrupted now. Yeah. It's like they're, they're hurting people, so we have to stop them. It's like Cap fights yeah. bullies. It doesn't matter it if the bullies are on his side. Right. God damn! I don't know what well, I'm trying to I'll say. I'll interject and say, uh, "Best um, Black Widow." Like 
in, in any of her appearances in the movie, the Black Widow that we see in Winter yes. Soldier is like the best version of her. Yeah, it, like it's it is half her movie. Like it, it's got Captain she, America. Like, she's in the confident. Title. She's got like, you, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like like she's like confident and cool, but also like you know, there's like a subtle drama. Like you can see how she's like shaken finding out you know the terrible secret of this organization she's been working for yeah like she thought she was doing good and actually these like bad guys have been running the show and she's like not yeah, sure like... where she stands but it's not like when when she's in a whedon movie and she has that kind of dramatic realization she's usually like years. and like that's that doesn't feel right for her character she's you know she's tougher than that no. so like the way we see her yeah. in this movie it feels more like her that she's she's shaking but she's not sobbing she's just like oh my god yeah she's like half half pissed half sad like she's yeah it, like i wasn't like expecting she, this i don't know what to do i don't know what to do next like yeah like she she's she's knocked down but she's not broken yeah i, I is i guess the way I would put it, but yeah, yeah, like yeah. she, she had kind of a character in Iron Man two, and they flushed it out more in Avengers. But Winter Soldier is really the first one where she kind of fully is a character. I would say, mm. yeah, because um, like even even in Avengers, she was kind of just it. She was who she was, depending on whatever character she was talking to at the time. Whereas in Winter yeah. Soldier, yeah. she actually got to be her own person. Yeah, which is which is why, like, like what what she said when she found out that Shield uh, isn't really the good guys, or at least not the way she thought they were. Um, yeah. That, we had that scene that where they really were like back at a hotel or something, or or like Falcon's house, I think. Like like they were hiding out at Falcon's house. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she actually was just able to sit down and talk to Captain America for a minute, and not try to. Yeah. 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 So yeah, um, so. Yeah. Uh, let's see what I have yeah. for notes. Oh, also the music was good. Like, it, like as action movie music goes. Uh, say that again. Like, uh, the the music, I, I wrote down as a note. Uh, uh, I, the, the, the music kind was of good. Breaking I think up the music it, it's the same composer as. Um. Like I, I, I think the music it has is the same composer as like Avengers and probably first Captain America, First Avenger, and Civil War and stuff. Okay. Yeah, like to to be honest, the scores never really stand out to me in MCU movies, aside from the Avengers theme, mm. and maybe maybe Iron Man one, just because. I, like I, I think they actually give the movie time to use it. Where a lot of MCU mm. movies really don't like they they kind of just go and never never stop and let like really let the music breathe. Mm. 
Um, yeah, there's usually like one main theme that sticks out, and the rest is just yeah there. The the rest is just very obvious, like Hollywood score. Like oh, there's the there's the sad music, there's the there's the action mu- music, and then yeah, there's the main score. Um, mm. Yeah, it it it's weird. Like I really like Winter Soldier, but I don't have that much to say about it. It's just really good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the other notes I had are um, just little nitpicks about some stuff toward the end. Um, first one, there, there's... So, I mean... What? Like, where, where? Iron Man where 2, we talked about, every like... five seconds? Well, there's, there's the hollow mask that never came back. It's like, Black Widow oh, has yeah. this thing, you can put a <laughs> mask on your face and look like a completely different person, and they never brought that back after this m- one movie. That's very true. And then there was the big reveal that Crossbones is alive, and then in Civil War they just kill him off right away. I you know, like, I like got they the make last a point at the end of the that. movie when they're showing like cutting from scene. Uh, well, okay, so Crossbones, um, uh, or right. Rumlow, I guess. Yeah, um, like the at the end of the movie they're showing all these like shots of. Like, this is where this person is, and this is where this person is. And we see Rumlow on a hospital bed and show that he's alive, like, making a point of crossbones will return. And in Civil War, he dies in the first, like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah. So, in <laughs> retrospect, that seems kind of dumb now, that they made a point of saving this character just so they could kill him. Uh, well, that's a very comic book thing to yeah. do. I mean, yeah, I guess they, they probably hadn't planned out what they were going to do with the character when they finished that movie. Yeah. Um, and they might... they just keep a list of what characters they have lying around. Yeah. And my third and final nitpick is um, um, the, the senator. Uh, the guy from Iron Man 2, who it turns out is uh, actually Hydra. Yeah. It's like... It makes sense... But it's, it kind of sucks because it's like, okay, so we had this one guy who was just like a government official who was against Tony Stark and saying that he's a secret Nazi and that's why he was opposed to Tony Stark and not that he had some legitimate points that, you know, Tony is hoarding all this technology and it, it just it yeah. undermines Iron Man too. The, the legitimate... And yeah. just like the idea like... that people can be against these superheroes and not be a supervillain. Right. <laughs> like, I- anyone who disagrees with a hero has to be a villain, yeah. otherwise the, Yeah, they can't just the be a person who had a point. Right. Which is... Which is weird because, it, like, honestly, it's weird that Captain America even still works with Shield mm. um, after the lack of trust that they showed in Avengers. But I guess he just really had nowhere to go, <laughs> so mm. he was like, "Yeah, I guess." Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, was mean, he still by, working with Shield? Because it seemed like the Avengers were like independent in I, Age at of the Ultron. Start of. I I meant at the at the start of Winter Soldier, because like, oh. at the at the end of Avengers, like oh, he yeah. knows that Nick Fury lied about making weapons and yeah yeah he knew they had secret technology like but that. I guess 
Yeah, finding out that Hydra was directly involved was the breaking point. And yeah, yeah. He, and he had nowhere else to go, so... Um, yeah, he really didn't. <laughs> so, Guardians? The... I... I well, I, I just want to say, I really like the... Um, okay. I really like the short scene with Peggy Carter. Oh, yeah. Even though it made mm. me cry because that that subject is one thing that will never not mm. get me just you know the alzheimer's I've, I've yeah i've seen people lose themselves enough times where like even the idea of it is it it really gets me mm. <laughs> so um, I, don't know, I just wanted to bring that up because I I, I think it's because I a, a lot of phase two I think that they're they're really like selling character short to focus on action, mm. and I I'm just really glad that they they had that scene in there just to show that it I I mean I I don't think Winter Soldier is one of the ones that do that it's mostly iron man 3 and thor 2 and part of ant-man and even some parts of age of ultron Ultron where yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i guess that's probably like part of the reason why they just really want to make action blockbusters yeah i mean that's probably like they probably realized that and that's why they brought uh the Russo brothers who did Winter Soldier, they you know gave them Civil War and then Infinity War, because they realized that hey these guys you know they yeah. they can balance making a fun action movie, and actually having some character drama. Yeah, because that that's that that's re- really what was missing out of like the. The Phase 2 movies I saw, like, you know, six, seven years ago or whenever they came out, that, like, really got me out of the MCU for a while. Because, like, Iron Man 3 and Age of Ultron, like, I I think those were the two I saw in theaters, and they just, they were like, at that point I was like, well, this is fun, but I really don't Mm. fully care anymore, right? Yeah, I, mean, I remember 2015 being a rough year, because it's like, Age of Ultron and Ant-Man, especially, you know, in the wake of Guardians, it's like, okay, Guardians was great, and Winter Soldier was great, and then we got these two movies yeah. for the year, and it's like, eh, I'm not sure I care anymore, and then Civil War came out, and it's like, okay, it's great again, but, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, fa- Phase 2 is really weird, because it, it's, it's, it's two bad yeah. movies, and then two good movies, and then two okay movies. <laughs> like it, it, you you can't really get a feel for yeah. the way things were and going. Twenty fifteen was just point. kind of a weird year overall because it's like most years for you know like the last decade have been like defined by big superhero movies, and then twenty fifteen it's like we got Mad Max, and at the end of the year Force Awakens as like the big things for twenty fifteen. And then it's like we had an Avengers movie. It was oh, yeah. Eh. We got this Ant Man movie. It's eh. Uh, 
DC, I don't think, had any movies. Because uh, Batman vs. Superman took like, so long to come out. Like... Like, why, why the fuck do I care about Ultron yeah. when Mad Max and Furious are out there tearing it yeah, up? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's part of your problem, losing interest in Marvel, because Mad Max had just come out. And, and who's got time for this superhero shit anymore? Yeah, and I... I, I don't have time to watch a Marvel movie. I, I have to watch Mad Max yeah. in theaters three times. Still the only movie I've ever seen in theaters more than once. Yeah, like... Like, I haven't... Uh, yeah, yeah, you get a drink. Um, yeah, I... I haven't... Like, I back in, like, 2013, 2014, I was more prone to going see movies and, like, going with friends and stuff. So, the movies I've seen the most are, um... Let's see, the Lego movie, I made a point of seeing multiple times with, you know, bringing a lot of people to it, so I saw that one, like, four times in theaters. Um, Thor The Dark World, for some reason, I saw, like, three times in theaters. And I think Hobbit <laughs> Desolation of Smaug, I also saw three times. Uh. But that one's because I had a friend at work who's into fantasy. Oh, yeah, and that, fantasy, that was thing. So I saw it once, and then I saw it with Mom, and then I saw it with my work friend. So I saw that one three times. Isn't that the year How to Train Your Dragon 2 came out? Probably. Because if so, that also was a, was a thing that I liked. Yeah, I think that was 2014. I think yeah. it was, but I can't be sure. But yeah, and then after that, it's like I, I didn't have as many people yeah, to so go with. So usually, if I went to see a movie, I would only see it once. I think the only ones I've seen multiple times since then are yeah. Into the Spider Verse. I made a point of seeing it a second time. And Spider Man Far From Home, I saw, I think twice God, I I on my have. own, because I just wanted to see it again. Because Mysterio. You you know what. You know what movie decision I I still regret is seeing Pacific Rim Uprising instead of oh, Black Panther. Yeah. Like I I'm I'm still mm. sore about that. Well, yeah. I like I I didn't hate Pacific Rim two at the time, mm. but I I sure do now. Uh, it, it's it's not yeah. good. It sucks. Um, so um, should we talk about Guardians of the Galaxy? What were we talking about? <laughs> Guardians is the next one. Oh, yeah, let's. It, it's it's yeah. the best. It's the best yeah. one. Yeah, it was on a whole other level from like what Marvel had been doing. Like it it was and it was like yeah influential and popular it, uh, enough that it like Avengers. I think I said when we talked about Avengers that like Avengers started the transition into making these movies more humorous, but Guardians really set the tone for how the humor would be moving forward there's like not right. just quippy one-liners but like right because i, I like mean jokes that kind of play with your expectation of a superhero movie like but but also still have like characters yeah with like it it yeah like it characters that because like the, the the avengers like they're they're not perfect they're um, they're specifically written to not be perfect, mm. um, but the Guardians really um, like completely throw even the idea of being near yeah. perfect out the window, 
and just show like like pretty <laughs> bastards basically like people who just will, will do whatever whatever the fuck they want without thinking of anybody else um and was it this one or the second I, one where I, they called themselves losers I feel like Peter's looking around like you know what I see uh, here say that again uh, was it it was this one where Peter had the speech about how they're all a bunch of losers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at at the end, when he's trying to convince them to uh, yeah to go save Xandar from the Ronan. planet Xandar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's the speech where they they say uh, I forget the exact words, but it's like I. Fuck, yeah, it was something like, I'm looking around but, and you know what I see? Losers. Like, I, I, people who have lost something. Yeah. Because, I mean, they you don't think about it during a lot of the movie, like, until they themselves bring it up, but, like, they're all pretty much, except for Groot, who we obviously don't know a lot about yeah. because he's not much of a talker, but... They they really all do have like horrible, yeah, things that have happened to them. Um, yeah, like one of the notes I wrote down is that there's and they, they like all... a tragedy going on that we didn't get to see of like the rest of the Quill family back on Earth because in like one night Meredith dies of cancer yeah. and then her son ran out of the hospital and was never seen again. So it's like two family right. members lost in one it, day. It's yeah, like, like imagine that. I, I guess he would be the the yeah. uncle who like yeah like, told yeah, Peter just, to stay there, like please yeah. for the love of God stay there, and then he went back in and he's just gone yeah. forever. Like yeah, no, th- there's like like heart wrenching tragedy going on there. That guy, that guy lives with that for the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah, and and in the sequels, you know, the Guardians, you know, they're but, doing but fine, see, but they you, never go back to Earth. He never checks in with his family. You know, like, people will talk about, like, Terrans and, like, artifacts they got from Yeah, Earth, like, he... But, you know, Pete never never lets his family know he's alive. Yeah, I mean, he... He he comes to terms with uh, his mom's death yeah. at the end of Guardians 1, but, like, he he's still not fully okay with it, obviously, or else he, he would have yeah. gone back and checked in. Yeah, I mean, it's been so long but, I mean, at this point that it's been, like, 20 years... Since, uh. Is it 20? Yeah, yeah. it was 20. Because they say what year he disappeared and then it cuts it, to 2014 yeah, it, in the he, present. He says something to Yondu about. Like, you, you're still talking about not eating me yeah. 20 years later. Yeah. Or something like that. He's like, decent people don't have to brag yeah. about not eating someone yeah, else. Yeah, and Yondu, I mean. <laughs> In this movie, God, he didn't the, seem... Like, the, there's some slight retconning to make him more of, like, the stepfather that they make him in the second one, because... Like, there's a point in this movie where he's got his dart thing pointed right at Peter's yeah. head, and he's about to kill him until Peter talks his way out of it. Yeah. Yeah, but, like... Yeah. It seemed like he yeah, expected it's like he it. He seemed serious, but he was also and like, 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 like gonna... especially at the yeah. end when he he's got he's got the orb in his hand. Yeah, like he 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 knows Peter well enough that 
he knows he can. He, yeah. he knows Peter is good enough to convince his crew and not him of when he's lying. Because I mean, if if he had opened that orb mm. and it was the power stone, um, bad shit would have gone down. But yeah, the the dialogue in Guardians One, I I think might be the best in the MCU. Yeah, like even even in two, like there's. Mm. I, I think Guardians 2 is a better movie, but the the dialogue in Guardians 1 is just, like, everything is either funny or... Yeah, I mean, or... I think, like, the only weak point in Guardians 1... Mm. Uh, you can go on. Oh, no, I was, just, I was gonna say, like, I think the only weak point in Guardians 1 is Ronan as the villain. Yeah, like, I... Everything else about it is great, but... I mean, Ronan, he is a very standard villain. He's angry at Xandar for reasons that we never find out. Yeah. Um, he, he's... And then, yeah, he just... He was sent to get the stone, and then he realizes, hey, I can destroy Xandar myself now, because I hate Xandar so, yeah. so much. I don't I don't think he's meant to be that important, really. But, yeah, like, he's, yeah. he really is nothing yeah, special. Yeah, I mean, he's not... Yeah, he's not the point of the movie. Yeah, like, he's... He is just the obstacle for them to yeah, overcome. Yeah, he's like intentional, Malekith. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like the the point of Guardians of the Galaxy is that they're all fucked up and they have to learn to work and live with each other. Um, like, yeah. Ronan being this, you know, like, but by the time he gets the stone, like this godlike thing that they have to overcome, like he he he's. Mm-hmm less of a character and more of a tool um yeah but but yeah so he's not that interesting by himself but he he's good for the the use that they he's you he's used in a way where it doesn't really matter to me at least yeah yeah because he he's not the character anybody yeah would want to care about it. See, because like in in uh, something like Thor, oh yeah, in a big Mm. way. (laughs) Like they, yeah, like they they had sex jokes in like Iron Man three, where like Pepper Mm. tells Tony to join her in the shower and stuff like that. But they're kind of one off in. (laughs) Yeah, and they're not as explicit as like you know. If you shine a black light on this ship, it'll look like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> oh. See, that's that's what I mean about the dialogue, though. If, if something is either it's either funny or like meaningful or you know puts the plot forward, like every every line is something. You know, not not where like everything Malekith says doesn't matter in the least. You know. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I can't remember a single Malekith quote. Um, uh, you are the last cursed. That that's the only one I remember, <laughs> just because that that's okay. like the one that's like the one elf scene I remember from the Dark World is where the guy gets a his he gets cut in the stomach and then he gets the the magic stone put in him that turns him into the predator oh yeah god that costume was yeah. horrible too it looked so fake mm. um, anyway yeah. enough shitting on the no, dark I remember world. the tone of his voice but I don't remember any of the words 
Because yeah. he, he was no, speaking Guardians Elvish. Is much better like, movie. They don't. Yeah, Guardian. I, mm. I like Guardians so much that I really don't know where to begin. <laughs> you know, mm. like. Um. Also, Rocket says everybody uh, got dead people. Yes, <laughs> I think he says it again in Endgame, but I noticed he said it in this one too. Yeah. God. See. Fuck. I don't but even in know this one, it, it kind of made more sense because in, in this one, like yeah. the everybody got dead people scene was because. Um, Drax, Drax was running off to stupid. go fight Ronan, and he's like, "No, you're doing that. It's stupid. You know, you like, don't throw your life away just because the rest of the people in your life are dead." Right. I. Rockets. That's what Rockets' line was, right? Like, or you don't, get everybody else killed. You don't throw our lives yeah. away just because you lost somebody. Basically, everybody's yeah. got dead people. Boo hoo hoo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, apparently they can't say asshole. Because they, they say a-hole like three or four times. Uh, they, they didn't say? Oh. What? Hmm. Yeah. I, now I, that I think I... Me, yeah, because yeah, the, the guy, I don't remember what his name was, but like the the security guy um, with the Nova Corps. Yeah. When uh, they're... They're like I mean, I bringing feel like Peter everyone in. An asshole at some point. I, th- I think he called them an a hole too. I don't. I'm, I I could be wrong. He, maybe they did. Mm. I mean, I, I know like, the I, security I, I, guard I, definitely referred to them as a holes and not assholes. Yeah, because that was a line like, "What a bunch of a holes! Send them to whatever the prison was called. I forget." Yeah, but yeah, like I think that was in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, in um, at at the end, he was, uh, who was it? He's like, yeah. Um, if somebody reading a message from Peter is like, yeah, I might be an a hole, but I'm not 100% a dick. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was um, ah, what's his name? The the comedian guy. Uh, John C. Riley. The. Yeah. Is that right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I just remembered I get, he was in movies with Will Ferrell. But. Yeah. <laughs> Too many movies with Will Ferrell, probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, watch, yeah, he's the uh, one who Peter sent the message to that he's like, I. Right. Maybe an asshole, but and I'm then, not. And uh, Rocket then save, Rocket saves the. Rocket saves the red woman and child on the bridge. And then at, at the end of the movie, uh, that's. Turns out to be his wife and child, mm. which is a nice, yeah. a nice touch. I I noticed mm. a lot of yeah, small things. Yeah, I remember that I don't they were in that scene, anymore. but I hadn't. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's when um, Ronan's forces are dive bombing the city, um, and okay, Rocket and it, Rocket and Yandu's people, you know, like get close to the ground and start shooting up at them hmm. and they're they're okay, running yeah, yeah, across a yeah, bridge I remember or something they were in that scene away. but then yeah like I forgot that the like, rocket had specifically saved them I just I knew they were there and I, I thought like the yeah. 
the scene well, of him going back to his well, family. He, I don't think he like knew. He, he's in. He, he, like he he didn't save them on purpose. It, it just they the the movie wanted you to know that. Mm. Oh, he he saved these two people that just happened to be uh, the guy's wife and child. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought um, it was just it's like, hey, look, he's like in an interracial, interspecies marriage. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, even though like I don't, I don't know how that works genetically, but it's you yeah. know, alien I mean, technology. I guess you could do it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like sci-fi rules of if something is humanoid, it, they're all sexually compatible with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, you don't need a scene with the ship's doctor like in Mass Effect, where he explains all the risks. <laughs> yeah, don't um ingest. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I can't believe I still remember that line from Mass Effect from the one time um I played as female Shepard in Romance Garris like mm. six years ago or whatever. God, it was yeah. probably longer than that. God damn. Yeah, I mean, that, that was my whole playthrough was romancing Garrus, so I got the talk from the Doctor. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so we got 20 Guardians minutes, has, and has uh, like, we still have Avengers and Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, Unless we keep talking about Guardians. They're, they're not that important to talk about but i just want to say guardians mm. has like three or four scenes that are just legitimately beautiful that mm. really made me feel something like it's especially the end with groot mm. um like it you know with the we are Groot. It, it's yeah it, it's it's crazy how much like three words from a character who only ever says three words can mean so much but mm. God damn, they pulled it off. Yeah. Make you care about the CGI tree. Who only Yeah, well, it's a good CGI tree. Three not words. not like yeah. the bad CGI at the beginning of Age of Ultron where mm. I don't like I don't care about the the bad guys flying around um being thrown by Captain America on a motorcycle because I know they're not real. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Groot, a big action. Groot is real to it's me. It's supposed to be cool. I mean, it has like the whole like the slow motion so like and this is the team shot of them all jumping and punching in the air. Yeah. I was like, eh, I don't care. I mean, that we were just in that's, space. That's cool. It's not. Uh, I don't know. It's fine. So just slap it on a poster, on it. sell it. Maybe put some more color in there. That whole movie was kind of gray. Not as gray as a DC yeah. movie, but grayer than a yeah. Marvel movie. You, you know what the difference between the action scenes in Avengers and the action scene in Age of Ultron are? Is that um, in Avengers you give a shit, and in mm. Age of Ultron they're just big dumb action scenes. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like Age even, of Ultron had too many subplots going on. It's just. Yeah. It's like, okay, so we got Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver and their stuff, and then Ultron, and then rooting out Hydra, and then um, and then this this one doctor lady who I forgot about, and she has like a dramatic death, and it's like, wait, <laughs> who were you again? Yeah, like like they've known her for years, but she's just yeah. in this movie for maybe like f- ten minutes total. 
at most. Yeah, so Ultron can kill her. Apparently and she's like, she's... Oh no. He killed yeah. someone who I guess yeah, it's, Amadeus it's literally Cho's the... mother, but nobody knows who Amadeus Cho is unless they read the comics. Yeah. And Amadeus Cho yeah, has Apparently she has a thing for so. Thor, though. Mm. Um, yeah, it, like, aside from... Aside from the after party scene where everybody's mm. trying to lift the hammer, yeah, like nothing really stands out at all. Like things happen. It's it's just I don't know. It all feels like bullshit. It's hard to really explain. Yeah, I mean the only other thing standing out in my brain is that they have the most explicit sex joke. Of any of these Marvel movies, and that's uh, when Iron Man hide the tells su- hide uh, the Black Widow and Hulk. Yeah, Black Widow and Hulk to stop playing hide the zucchini. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um yeah. I. Which I guess I like is part line. of Joss Whedon's um, whole uh, ship fic that he wrote of Hulk and Black Widow. Yeah. For this movie. Like, even. Even though, like, they... It, it's weird watching all these back-to-back because they kind of set up, like... Like, they don't really set up that Black Widow and Captain America will have a romance, but they set up that, you know, like, maybe. But then Yeah, like, they had a rapport to, going. To Banner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they, they have something. It doesn't have to be a romance, but it could be. Yeah. Like... They they kind of just leave it open, but at, yeah. at the beginning of Ultron, it's just oh she she's been with Banner apparently, so that's mm. that's cool. Or apparently were they they're not together a thing before yet, that? I mean, though. I I thought it was like at the party that she first started trying to hook up. Well, with she she she's apparently the one who calms down Hulk. Oh right right so, right. So. Yeah. I mean, I I assume that's where that comes from. Mm. I I guess. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. That it. That Black <laughs> yeah. Widow has um, the ability to calm the Hulk. Yeah. I I don't even know where to start. First of all, uh, I'm kind of mm. skipping to the end of the movie, but. Quicksilver dying with with shit, <laughs> like like what's the mm. point of that? O- other than to hurt yeah. Scarlet Witch for no reason. Yeah, like because it or or to have a death, have yeah. a dramatic death like, like Coulson. Yeah, like I remember, especially with like that the big fight at the end, like when Man of Steel came out in twenty twelve, twenty or in twenty thirteen. Man of Steel came out in 2013. Like, everybody was talking for years afterward about the whole... Like, the way that movie handled the destruction on a mass scale. Which happens in, like, every superhero movie. There's, like, a big battle and things destroyed. Yeah. But the way Man of Steel handled it... How... Just flippantly, the characters seem to react to these, like, horrifying... Like, very gray, 9-11-ish... Um, like buildings getting toppled and stuff and just how off-putting that was the Ultron feels like a reaction to that because this came out two years later and like they make a whole point of like 
We're evacuating the city before the fight goes because we don't want all these people to get caught in the crossfire. It's like, we want our big buildings to blow up, but we don't want a lot of people in danger. But then, oh no, Ultron's putting them in danger, and now we need to have all these cutaway shots yeah. of, like, we're saving this person and saving this person and saving this person. we got these lifeboats, and they fly, and we're... Yeah, it just... It feels yeah. a bit too too much. Like, like it, it's in the opposite direction, and, and like especially with Hulk in in South Africa, mm. where he fights Iron Man. Yeah, like, like, how fast can we buy this building? The, the Hulk just yeah. kills people. It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we find an abandoned like, building. Like, first of all, the, and... the Hulk just kills people. Yeah, yeah, and the Hulk. Yeah, like uh, uh Hulk, Hulk. First of all, just murders people, like like unambiguously. Mm. Like he, he kicks cars into people. Like they they're fucking dead. Um, yeah. And and Iron Man, it like when the fight begins, it doesn't even seem like he's trying, like not to destroy mm. things. And then he he drops Hulk into a building. Yeah, and that kicks up like a giant and dust he cloud. He could have just flown yeah. him out the city. It's like even though there was no one in the building yeah, and I mean, he bought it's, it's the like building, a, it's still like ash and smoke flying everywhere from that. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a thirty story building that he just dived well, it, it's not completely built yet. It's in the process, but Yeah. Yeah, he just dive bombs it and brings all of it down on yeah. top of them. And like yeah, that and I guess to their credit, everybody's shaken up after that they're is, not treating it like you know nothing just happened but yeah but t- tony isn't like oh we we fucked up he's like oh we took a loss yeah 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 y- you know like he he's it, it seems like he's sad because they lost and they all got their brains fooled with not that mm he just destroyed half a city and and a Hulk rampage, you know. Yeah, like it. Yeah, it's like they were trying yeah. to, you know, get away from the mistakes that Man of Steel made, but they also wanted their big destruction action scenes. So, uh, trying to find right. the, the middle ground in that, they they didn't do so well. Yeah, because I I mean in. In Avengers One, you can get away with it because none of it was really their fault. Yeah. Like it, it was just. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, like, and we don't have to see uh, them god, getting out of their way to save an, people, but also we don't see them. Yeah. Yeah, like, like it. It's easier to justify when a god from a different world um, opened up a portal full of aliens that to come and destroy New York. Yeah. It's not as easy when Iron Man gets the Hulkbuster out and runs Hulk's head into the into the concrete road yeah. and then drops him in a building. Yeah, and like launches a barrage of missiles at the him. robot Right. And and is is like waving lasers <laughs> around everywhere. Yeah. Uh and when the robot that he created uh Yeah like chisels out an entire city, different city into an asteroid and lifts it all up yeah. in the air. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it, at least that one has consequences. Yeah. Like, the the one in South Africa doesn't. Yeah. 
and that I I think that's probably why I have a bigger problem with that one. Yeah, I mean, really, like the civil because they the, they never even acknowledge it. Yeah, like the South Africa one, like that would be honestly be a better setup for civil, like because it's at the start of civil war they have some collateral damage when they're trying to stop crossbones, but they were doing everything they could to limit the damage when that happened. If something like the South Africa fight had happened, and that was the impetus for the Sokovia Accords, like, that would feel a bit more fitting, I think. It's like, they, they clearly fucked up, yeah. and it was all their fault, and they weren't really trying to, like, help or protect anyone when it happened. Yeah, and, and it's, it's weird, because the only movie between Ultron and Civil War is Ant-Man, which is inconsequential yeah. to yeah. that. Um, so they they could have just yeah just show some footage of like hey remember perspective where just do like a news report like remember when Tony was like firing lasers at the Hulk and he missed and one mm-hmm. happened to you know like knock over a building that killed like eighteen people yeah. like maybe and th- that would explain more why Tony feels more personally responsible than anyone else does because everyone else was you know on the sidelines getting their heads uh, fucked with yeah and also it it still would make it actually would still make Scarlet Witch feel responsible too because she's the one who sent Hulk off on the rampage yeah yeah I mean if anything it actually it works better you're still involving Instead of pretty much all of the main players, yeah, I mean, yeah. The more I think about it, it it works better than because I mean, I guess they did the Sokovia Accords because that was the big Sokovia was the big final battle. But if instead of that they had like cut to like news report footage of like, hey, here's the Hulk and you know an Iron Man fighting in this city, and there's just you know cars getting thrown everywhere, and it's you know, and then have the news reporters say, you know, this many injured, this many dead. And it's like, yeah, that and that was absolutely their fault. It wasn't, oh, Ultron picked up a city and we tried to stop him. It's, no, we we were fighting and people died. Yeah. I, I mean, it's easier to say shit like that in retrospect, mm. but it, it just... If, if Ultron... Felt like a better movie to watch. I wouldn't even be thinking of it. Mm. You know, like it. It's weird because like I can't exactly pin down the difference between like the the action in Avengers and the action in Age of Ultron. But it's just that for some reason in Age of Ultron I care a lot less. So I'm more willing to pick out the like little details that don't really gel with me yeah i mean age of ultron you know it had a lot of subplots and it had like a lot of things they were trying to cram in there for various reasons like wakanda didn't have to be there but they they wanted to reference wakanda because they knew they were going to be building up to black panther fairly soon yeah um i guess i guess i wanted to show that both tony and Steve knew what Wakanda was. Yeah, I guess. And like Hawkeye's house, set that up. it it's a sequence that humanizes Hawkeye a lot, but it's kind of unnecessary. It's just there because it's like 
I didn't get enough screen time in any of the other movies, so let's let's let him do something. Yeah. Um, let's let Hawkeye actually have a character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he deserves it. And then, like, we have to introduce um, uh, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, Ultron, and Vision. Because um, it's also Vision's origin story yeah. movie. Um, I don't know how Thor getting a vision of, uh, like, Ragnarok and the Infinity Stones and stuff convinced him like hey i need to fly back I, to the tower and zap this robot that they that they're making um because that's what brings vision I, to life. I completely forgot about about his vision of ragnarok or whatever he's yeah of everybody like doing a matrix reloaded dance in uh the the halls of hell or something <laughs> and uh and uh, and they really got Idris Elba back for that one scene, huh? Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, and then they had... Because yeah, it wasn't explicit I, enough I for audiences, they had to show you the four stones to say, we're building this thing up. And then have Thanos yeah. put on the glove at the end and be like, yeah, he's he's doing something. He got off his damn chair. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Thanos putting on the glove is just a regular post post credit sequence. I like that's that's yeah. fine, but yeah, like having Thor's vision actually show you like, oh, the Tesseract was this stone and the Orb and Guardians was this stone. I don't know why Thor knows about that, but there yeah. you are. Um, then we have the other yeah, two. We've got two more. We haven't that revealed. We yet. know of in this movie. Yeah. It's yeah, like Age of Ultron. On top of yeah. the story it was trying to tell, was also saddled with a lot of world building stuff, which is true of a lot of these Phase Two movies. Yeah, that's true. There's just a lot of world building they were trying to cram in there, but um, like Age of Ultron especially. Yeah, it 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 feels kind of like Iron Man Two, where it feels like they really needed to cram in. Um, the setups mm. more than they were really trying to fit them in organically. Yeah. But yeah. Mm. Um, so, should we talk about the Baskin Robbins now? The Baskin <laughs> Robbins movie featuring Ant Man? They always find out. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. It was the first time I saw it, but it. It's not as good of a character movie as most Marvel movies are, but it's a lot... It's really fun. Yeah, and, and I guess like considering its I'm production okay history, it's better than anyone expected it to be. Because it was an Edgar Wright movie yeah. for like years and years, and then it he, he left and Peyton Reed took over. And so it's a miracle that the movie works at all. Yeah, like I, I I see why a lot of people are like eh because it it's not much special, but yeah, I mean like the things that work. I, I don't know, in like it, having mm. ha- having having a more down to earth movie after you know Guardians, which was pretty crazy, um, Winter Soldier, which. 
again is pretty crazy and then Age of Ultron which is a fucking Avengers movie mm. like at, having Ant-Man directly after that I'm completely fine with that we we still need those or else the franchise is just gonna keep wanting to get bigger and bigger and it will get ridiculously um like you can't let it move too far in one direction mm. or else you know we'll get too much like what am I trying the, to say if, if you keep upping like, the it, stakes eventually it'll be we people keep, throwing universes at each other and you you just yawn because you've seen it before it, it, ex- exactly we, we we don't want every movie to have to be an Avengers yeah. right yeah, yep. <laughs> and like, I think the stuff that works... This isn't in an Ant-Man, Avengers level threat. Mm, like, stuff that worked in Ant-Man, they, like, I think that's why I like Ant-Man and the Wasp a lot, because that one, like, they took the stuff that worked and ran with it, like like some of the size-changing jokes, like making a giant Thomas the Tank Engine come crashing through the house. Like, that was pretty great. Um, yeah. And, like, the stuff with him like, and his I, daughter, you know, like like, I, like that was usually good. Um, like the stuff with him and his ex-wife I mean that's yeah kind of I don't know that, like that that's my biggest cringe yeah. with the movie is her trying to give him advice it, like hey so you're an ex-con and no one will hire you including the goddamn Baskin Robbins but you know if if you just shaped up and did a little better maybe <laughs> your daughter would respect you more and, or you you would live up to her expectations and it's like the dude's trying his best like he can't get he literally yeah. can't get a job it's not his fault but everybody acts like it's his fault. It, it's it's really weird to me that they decided to have her new husband or boyfriend in the movie a lot more than she mm. is. Because it, it seems like it'd be a lot more interesting if Scott's ex-wife was the, you know, the one he was butting heads mm. with more rather than the new father figure yeah i mean like it is even in the sequel oddly refreshing how it's like yeah he's the ex in this situation but he still gets along with everyone you know the new husband and the ex-wife it's like they're all just like friends it's like the santa claus Mm. so ant-man is a Um, metaphor for santa claus and that's how Santa gets down the chimney because he has an Ant Man suit. <laughs> Paul, Paul Rudd's the new Tim Allen. Market. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you, you want to know what's weird is yeah. that the the conversation where um, Hank actually where Hank tells his daughter how uh, mm. the wasp died. Um, after being eaten by the blob, yeah. obviously. Yeah, the blob was a um, missile in this case, but still. Like, <laughs> like I, honestly, all I could think when that was happened was, I don't want to close my eyes. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> um, but, like, that's the... <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm trying to talk about how that scene made me cry, but all I could think about is fucking Aerosmith. What a shame. Like that, I don't know why that scene really worked for mm. me, but it did. And 
don't know. It actually got to me. I actually felt something during Ant-Man, which I did not expect to. I, I didn't expect... I, I mean, I thought I w- might like it like I like a lot of okay MCU mm. movies, but... Have you seen the second one? I don't know. I liked it a lot more than I expected, I guess. No. Yeah. Okay. I will yeah. soon. So, yeah, I won't spoil the month, surprises involved in there. I mean, we already talked about it. I know some of the surprises. <laughs> okay, so, so you know that the mom's not dead and that they go looking for her in the yeah. quantum realm. Yeah, and I, they, they kind of allude to that. I mean, I guess you would already know from end. Endgame that they, they went in the quantum realm, but... Yeah. And and I mean, at, at the end, ha- Hank Pym looks at the uh, a picture of them two together and he's like, he actually got back, huh? Yeah, it's you know, like, oh, so a return oh, trip is he, possible, which means we can go looking for her now. Yeah. And then his daughter's making out with Scott in the doorway. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, so that was expected. Yeah. Mm. He he actually is a lot more charming in Ant-Man than he is in um, Civil War or Avengers. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess he, when, when he the seems like kind of a shithead. Direct him, he's just kind of a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, like he, he actually seems like the person most people think he is. <laughs> Um, rather yeah. than, like, the decent person that he's shown to be. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but. yeah, even in, like, the sequel and in, like, Endgame and stuff, yeah, he's he's just kind of, like, the weird, quirky guy. He'll, he'll say some weird things that are kind of funny. Yeah. Also, yeah, this, this is Hispanic friend. I forgot the guy's name, but that guy was really good in this. Luis? And they do a lot more with him in the sequel. Luis, yeah. Yeah, like his whole bit of okay, good. telling a story and then we see the people talking, but they're speaking in his words. Yeah. Like they do that a few times yeah. in the sequel. That that was great. Like the the, yeah. the second one near the end of the movie where he's basically yeah. saying like, oh, the, the Avengers know about you. Yeah. Like that, that like, one. Oh, I know a guy. I know consistently a guy who shrinks. I know a guy who flies. <laughs> I know a guy who can crawl up walls. Yeah. They actually... They actually sprinkled a lot, a lot of world building and information in there, which is weird. But yeah, um, yeah, that that actually consistently made me laugh. Uh, oh, that and him just punching out people in in the the PIM mm. facility. He punches out like at least four people. Mm. Yeah, he's he's like the he's like the sheriff from Stranger Things. Mm. Yeah, and then he had. Yeah, yeah, like like the the tank on the keychain thing. It's like, yeah, technically, it should be as heavy as a tank, so he shouldn't be able to carry it on a keychain. Yeah. But it's still oh, so they, much fun. They, he's just got they this com- tank, and it's actually a real tank. They they completely forget about um, conserving mass when uh, shrinking and enlarging things. Yeah, because like the the atomic the tank engine toy wouldn't destroy the house it would like crumple in on itself oh yeah yeah i I mean they they forget about it when it's convenient and that's that's fine i mean yeah for all the visual size gags it's something i noticed but not something that really bothered me you know 
Well, except except when the, when they're on the toy train and uh, he he throws a car at the uh, yellow jacket mm. and the the car like knocks him off the front of the train. But then the train runs into him and it just bounces off like it actually should. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So they can like do the it, visual gag of it cuts back and it's just a, a toy train fell over. Yeah. Like it, like I, I feel like it's okay to not worry about the physics of it much when, uh, when you don't like use completely different rules back to back. But I mean, it, it like, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's I not like a big Ant-Man deal. Ant Man is like, like their most, yeah, like all of all the Marvel like movie series. Ant Man is the most like straight comedy one. Yeah, the Guardians probably has stronger comedy in it, but it yeah, has like so many even, other things even going Guardians. on. Even Guardians, the Ant Man is yeah. Like, yeah, like, like, like even Guardians even Guardians, is which is is yeah, like it. Guardians is funnier. <laughs> yeah, but um, it also gets a lot more dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guardians is a lot of things. Guardians all at once. is the whole experience. Like Ant Man is more of like yeah. this is a fun comedy. We got some funny gags and some characters who have you know a little bit of stuff going on, yeah. but it's usually not that heavy. I mean, anything heavy ends up getting resolved. So and for about twenty and for about twenty minutes, it's a heist movie, and yeah. then never again. Yeah, and Baskin Robbins doesn't forget. They, they always find out. <laughs> <laughs> they will find out. It's 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 weird that it's weird that Baskin Robbins basically said no. We 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 will never hire an ex-con. Yeah. I mean that that's a weird thing to advertise, isn't it? Yeah, like I almost because the Baskin Robbins thing was so prominent that I wonder if that was like a brand deal that had been in place from back when Edgar Wright was making the movie and. So they had to keep it in. Uh, I I also like the guy who I, I can't imagine Marvel having so much trouble funding that they need to have a big sequence with yeah like Baskin Robbins. It, it's weird. I mean, it's like Audi with like I I think I, I said this before we started recording, mm. but it's like Audi with uh, Age of Ultron, where like for for no reason for like a minute straight. It's just Black Widow and Hawkeye riding in an Audi car, like in this ruined city that's floating, mm. you know, thousands of feet in the air. Yeah, like commenting on its great gas mileage and <laughs> air conditioning. <laughs> no, I <laughs> honestly, it would be funny if they were like, "Man, it's it's weird how good this car rides on all this rubble." But yeah. <laughs> uh, no, they just want you to see those four rings. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they yeah, d- it's like a James Bond movie where they you know show the front of the car in every like driving shot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they they did that in Iron Man too, but in Iron Man, like he only drives, like Tony Stark is going to drive fancy cars, right? Um, so it makes sense yeah. that he would have a luxury. And that was brain. back in the Paramount days. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, like who in this? Uh, you know, what, I'm not gonna go there. Just it. 
product placement sucks. Fuck it. <laughs> um, mm. uh, the villain in Ant Man is yeah. is just another like crazy businessman, but the actor at least seemed yeah. like he was having fun. So I'm cool with it. Mm. Yeah, he gets to shrink a sheep. Yeah, he gets to and murder like, at least one sheep. He gets to like red goop a sheep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He goops a sheep and then makes a tiny sheep eventually. And you were complaining about the lack of red misting in these movies. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. The. I I, I said uh, in the Discord earlier like the the difference between pre Disney and uh, Disney MCU is that. When Captain America throws a guy into a propeller, he turns into red mist. And when the Winter Soldier kicks a guy into a turbine, there's an explosion effect that covers it up. Mm. I mean, that's just something I noticed. Yeah. Yeah, they're not allowed to acknowledge blood unless it's coming out and who's still alive. Yeah. (laughs) Only only minor wounds that heal... Heal in like two. You scenes. can have a bloodied up nose or face, like a couple scratches that don't really affect anything. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're done. Do Do you want to rank them? Cause I'll I'll do it. Um, Guardians, Winter Soldier. Okay. Ant Man, Ultron, Iron Man Three, Thor: The Dark World. That's from best to worst. Uh. If you couldn't tell. Yeah, I mean, like I'm starting to wonder if I should revise my opinion on Ant-Man, because I usually don't think much of it. Um, I mean, definitely Guardians, Winter Soldier. Um, third, I might put Iron Man 3, because for all of its flaws, I don't know, I remember caring more about it when it came out. But, <laughs> so, I don't know, so, something about it, yeah, like, it, it doesn't work, but it, it's still watchable. Um, yeah, and then I guess Ant Man. I, mean, I think all these Dark movies World, are Age of Ultron. Yeah, I I, I, I think put all Age these of Ultron movies... last because even though, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you could keep going. Oh, okay, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Age of Ultron. I'll just say uh, Age of Ultron. I put last because it it's a movie where the first time I saw it, it's like, well, that didn't work, but I had fun, and then every time since it drops a little bit lower in my opinion of it so yeah it's kind of descended from its its first viewing i mean it it it, it's weird because like i i don't think there's any like huge like flaws with age of ultron like i like ultron as a villain even if he doesn't Mm. like i mean yeah the voice actor had fun with it he's cool to watch at the very least even if he is kind of not all Mm. there like they, there's no big flaws yeah, just when it all comes lines. together it, it just doesn't feel right for some reason mm. I can't I can't exactly pin why but yeah so you were gonna say something oh <laughs> did we cut out uh, probably I mean uh, before the thing I said you were also trying to say something oh um I don't. I don't remember. 
We've been doing this for a while. It's over two hours now, yeah. This is going to be a longer episode, probably. Um, Also, I'll try to get the clicking sound. People hear weird clicking sounds because I've been futzing around with... uh, um, I built uh, the Lego version of the Razor Crest from The Mandalorian. So it's got a little cockpit that opens up, and I got Mando and the baby (laughs) and Cara Dune in there. And this is a little escape pod that pops out of the top, and so I've just been <laughs> opening and closing that throughout this entire call. I forgot to talk about Subnautica. Remind me next time. Yeah, yeah, that you finished it. Yeah, it's actually pretty interesting, but I'll I'll remember what happens. Did you cure your disease and stuff? Yeah, but how you do it is pretty interesting. Like it, it, it went where I thought it would in that you kill your disease and then build a rocket and get off the planet. But how you get there is pretty mm. interesting. So I'll save that for next time if we remember. Okay. Yeah, make make a note <laughs> um, of it. I mean, if not, yeah, I'll, I'll probably I'll, type when I edit this. I'll type a note to remind you to remind yourself. I'll I'll draw it on my screen in permanent marker. Okay. There's no way that could go wrong. Or, I mean, I, I could just put the um, desktop shortcut next to Audacity. So, I was yeah. like, Audacity? Subnautica, yay. Yeah. But, eh. Yeah, write it on a post-it we'll note and stick that on Probably your Probably not. Yeah, I'll just stick it to my forehead. That way I can't forget. Yeah. Yeah, when you see your reflection in the screen. <laughs> when will my reflection show who I am inside? Mm. Neither of us saw Mulan. I heard it was bad. So that's our thoughts on that, I think. I heard it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I heard I heard that like it actually wasn't a mature version of Mulan. It was just Mulan, but stupid. Stupid yeah, it's Mulan, Stupid. but she has superpowers now because she has the power of Chi. Uh, so discovering who she is inside is discovering her inner uh, superpowers from Chi that let her like shapeshift and stuff. She, she she turns she just turns into like a kung fu movie from the nineties. Yeah. Uh, and and a bird apparently, or the villain turns into a yeah, bird. I, think I don't know. The villain turns into a bird, care. and she keeps seeing visions of a phoenix because instead of Mushu, we've got a phoenix, and it's symbolic because she's being reborn, like a phoenix, I guess. Somehow, nobody cares. Don't pay thirty uh, bucks for it; it's overpriced. Wait until December; it'll be free. We we can all riff on it in December; it's, uh, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let's end the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we've held them verbally hostage long enough. You're free to go. Back we out. held ourselves. No, actually, verbally I'm hostage. sure you don't want to go back out in the world. Uh, you're free um, to go back into your homes and listen to Mabim Bam. What? Uh, Mabim Bam is actually pretty fun. They have a whole discussion about um, uh, what? Oh, what was it now? It's something about a vampire, I think. Oh, no. No, it's a wizard. They have a discussion about why there aren't any wizard characters in the WWE and why there needs to be a wizard. Okay, Jade, I'm a level with you. I can't really understand anything you're saying, but I'm pretty sure you're talking about the McElroys. Yep. Um, 
So, um, I was going to say, everyone who's listening to this, go jack off or something. That's mm. it. Just, you know. Yeah, go, go on your favorite porn site. If you weren't already there. Yeah. Because go you got on. so bored of listening to us talk about Marvel go for on. two and a half hours. Go. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're gonna upload we're uploading this podcast to Pornhub. We've got an exclusive contract starting um, tomorrow. We the the podcast is the same except we do it we record it naked, but we don't have cameras. Yeah, it's or still anything, audio. So only. you just have to feel it. Okay, yeah, I, I think I'm hanging up. That way we can say it's over. Um. Uh, bye. Stop. Um. I don't. Are we still recording? Okay. Well, I'm I'm still recording. I know you aren't. I know we've done this gag before, but I'm just gonna keep talking. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it will be. Uh, um. Uh. Everyone, I want you to lick your teeth <laughs> right now. Just lick. Lick all your teeth, like... Suck on them, too. Okay, um... Have fun. Uh... You know... Do some calisthenics, you know? Like, just do some jumping jacks, stretch, touch your toes. Um... Jade stopped talking to me, probably because she wants me to, uh... Stop recording. I mean, I, I did say I wanted to stop recording like three minutes ago. Oh, well, probably more like 15, but, you know, I think I might just go like this for, I don't know, an hour and a half or something. She's probably already cut me off, so. 